news, sports, AccuWeather, and more. Wake up with the information you need on WKOK Sunrise on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. Thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. So we're going to launch into a new week on the other side of the glass. Mr. Rob Center, a fabulous producer, ready for a big week, taking good care of us. So we always appreciate his help and hard work. With that, we join on the news line Dr. Maria Gayette, University of Pittsburgh Medical Center. She is a medical director, UPMC Health Plan. So, Dr. Gayette, thank you so much for calling in this morning. Thanks so much for having me. I really do appreciate it. We want to talk about Valentine's Day. It seems to be that uh, every time we celebrate a holiday uh, nowadays, we are more cognizant of folks who aren't celebrating. Like whether when it comes to Mother's Day, it used to be just celebration flowers and restaurants and, and, and all that. And nowadays it seems as though we're more cognizant of people who've lost their mother or for whatever reason, maybe their mother just it isn't a, a fond memory for whatever reason. Same thing now with Valentine's Day, not just flowers and chocolate for the happy couples out there. Are we now giving more thought to, to folks that may not be having a good Valentine's Day or a celebratory one? We absolutely are, and that's a good thing because we all periodically feel that way. So it's allowing for that space that some of us might be feeling lonely today, and that's okay. Well, what is loneliness? Define that so we're 100% clear that we're not talking about clinical depression. What are we talking about? So I'm going to start with another definition, which is that of social isolation, because a lot of times we talk about these both together, and especially over the past two years with the pandemic, we've been talking about these both together. So social isolation is not being connected to others, not being physically connected to them, uh, and not being in the same space as them. Loneliness is the feeling of not being connected to others. So you can actually be lonely when you're in the middle of a room full of people. But loneliness is that feeling of being isolated. And all of us feel it periodically. But chronic loneliness is when you're feeling that every day for weeks at a time and it may be interfering with your ability to do everything else you want to do in life. So it is normal to have this sort of disconnectedness among people that might actually be near you sometimes that is a sort of a natural flow in our lives? Absolutely and again all of us experience that differently so some folks actually enjoy being a little bit disconnected and, and enjoy having some of that space to themselves and other people really uh, enjoy the socialization more. So it's an experience that each of us feels individually, but it's important that we recognize that everybody at some point is going to feel lonely. Right, so we kind of have this ebb and flow, the disconnectedness or connectedness that we we may have uh, with some uh, other people. Yeah, uh, what if it sort of becomes problematic? Uh, you know, when do you cross a line where this isolation is uh, not ideal in your life or maybe you're observing someone else's life? When is it not ideal to have that disconnectedness? So when you're feeling it every day, uh, several days a week for weeks at a time, then we really worry about it because then we want to make sure that you are not experiencing things like depression. And we know that chronic loneliness can also impact your physical health. So 
folks who are chronically lonely can actually have a higher risk of hospitalization and can have more complications from things like heart disease. How many people are chronically lonely? At any given time, uh, up to a third of adults report feeling lonely on a regular basis. So we recognize that, again, like I mentioned, all of us feel this way at some point in time, and we're also recognizing uh, that a fair bit of us feel this way more of the time, and more so in the past two years as we've experienced the pandemic and social isolation uh, as well. Yeah, who is the who are the high risk group members? Uh, the pandemic, of course, expanded that group. High risk groups for loneliness. Who is that? So older individuals, uh, especially those who are no longer working, are at a higher risk because they may not have those regular social contacts that you get when you are regularly working. Um, and then some communities that are, are at higher risk for loneliness include immigrant communities and LGBTQ communities, where sometimes they may not feel that connectedness uh, with those around them. Elaborate on what the pandemic has done to folks that do feel some disconnectedness, either where they feel it among people or they just blatantly are forced to be disconnected from many people. Absolutely. So it has impacted that social connection that we often uh, uh, need uh, because of the events that haven't happened and the gatherings that haven't happened. Um, at the same time, though, it's also given us, uh, it reminded us of some other ways to connect. Uh, so we have relearned and remembered uh, things like talking on the phone. Um, and then we have also, many of us have learned in this uh, moment how to connect online using virtual technology um, for group classes uh, or going to church or for some folks even learning how to volunteer online. So we can overcome a sense of loneliness. What are some other ways to do that? You, made, you mentioned this connectedness that we can reestablish telephonically. What else to do to uh, overcome a sense of loneliness? So the, the first thing is to just start a conversation. Uh, it can feel really uh, overwhelming to try and say, oh my goodness, I feel lonely, I have to do a whole bunch of things. But really the first thing to do would be to start a conversation, to pick up the phone or to knock on your neighbor's door uh, or to reach out electronically or even to reach out through the mail uh, to say, hello, how are you doing? Um, I haven't talked to you in a while, what's going on? Um, and then also using virtual technology. So if you have access to it, there are online groups for exercise, there are online groups to uh, gather for many different reasons that you may have uh, in common with others. Uh, and there are social media as well, although we always want to be careful with social media um, because it can have a negative impact uh, depending on what your experience is and how you're going through it. So I don't want to say go out and join absolutely everything, but I think learning where there are spaces uh, that you feel connected uh, and that you feel supported and loved. 
And then the other thing is that you can seek help from a professional. So if your loneliness is happening every day and you are not sure where to start, you can reach out to your primary care doctor and schedule a visit and start to talk to them and get some local resources. And then the last thing I just wanted to say uh, in terms of what you can do is just remembering that so many people feel this way at different points in time. So just practicing some self-compassion with that Should and not getting uh, worried. Should I keep an eye out? How does someone determine if a friend or a loved one might be lonely and it might be the time to uh, act or not intervene, but to inquire, perhaps? Absolutely. So, again, thinking about the folks in your life that you used to talk to that you don't talk to much anymore, and just starting with a phone call to say, how are you doing? What are you up to? How have you been? And that's a good way to understand how they're feeling. Um, And you can actually use the words, are you feeling lonely, um, to try and recognize those who are. We don't typically speak to each other that frankly. (laughs) I mean, I love to get together with my friends and talk about the weather, if you know what I mean. Is it Mm -hmm. sound advice under these circumstances to, to, to be frank? It's okay. So everybody has to approach this in their own way. And if it doesn't feel comfortable to you, then you can talk about the weather and start that way. But it's okay to say, are you lonely? Uh, I think the more that we recognize, the more we get comfortable with saying that, uh, and the more we get comfortable with acknowledging when we are lonely, the better off we'll all be. In what way is loneliness a disease state that almost requires treatment? So loneliness can impact all of your other chronic illnesses as well as your mental health. Um, And conversely, your mental health and your chronic illnesses can impact loneliness. So if you have chronic illness, you may be feeling more lonely because of the experience you're going through. So it's really interwoven back and forth between all of that. What resources are out there for folks that uh, decide that they do want to seek some help? So a really good place to start is the CDC. It's a great, reliable source of information. And if you go to cdc.gov and type in loneliness or coping with loneliness, they have some great resources right there. All right. Anything else to add to our conversation? We touched on some of the highlights, I think, but uh, anything else to add as it uh, relates to this topic of loneliness, which may be more pronounced on Valentine's Day? Yeah, I would just say on Valentine's Day or maybe even just this week, think of somebody that you haven't talked to in a while and just give them a phone call. All right. Well, yes, sound advice. We've heard that uh, just uh, trying to cope with the pandemic. Reach out to somebody who you do occasionally see but haven't lately. Dr. Guyette, thank you so much for your time and your information and uh, the sound advice. We really appreciate it. Your insights very much appreciated. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. That is Dr. Maria Guyette, University of Pittsburgh Medical Center. She's medical director of UPMC Health Plan.